Hey, it's Jaden. And Melissa. And Christy. We're, We're the, the co-founders, co-founders of Launchers Academy. And we help dropshippers become successful by providing the most relevant e-commerce strategies. You're tuning into the Launchers Academy podcast experience, where you will learn all the ins and outs of how to build your very own successful dropshipping store. So kick back, take lots of notes, and let's make money this year. Welcome back to another um, episode here at the Launchers Academy podcast. So, you know, we're going to actually go over specifically Facebook ad strategies and things you need to be aware of as you're advertising, especially when you're coming into it and you haven't run any ads yet, or specifically if you have already been running Facebook ads and, uh, you know, also Instagram ads and you see no results. This is going to be really important for you to pick up on and also take down a lot of notes so you can really start implementing. So we have already identified that Facebook and Instagram is going to be a great place place for you to start, especially if you're new to advertising for your dropshipping store. But we're going to walk you through exactly what you should be doing here um, and also things you should stay away from. So pretty much the whole entire A to Z of what to do and what not to do when it comes to advertising on the platform itself. So kick back, listen, there's a lot of notes that you're going to get from this. Let's give some practical steps, um, you know, for someone to completely start. Um, so here is, you know, someone listening, they're completely new, they understand the three-day rule, but there's no strategy in place. And it, it, let's just give them real strategies that actually work because the YouTube and the Google, they don't really give good strategies or at least ones that work and that's relevant. So Melissa, what would you say is a good strategy for someone to use when they're advertising their product as they're testing it? For sure. So I would really say, you know, taking the three-day rule and breaking it down. We said that by the end of day three, you want to make sure you actually get a purchase before you continue moving on with advertising the product because there is a potential in this product because you got a sale, meaning there is demand. However, breaking this down a little bit further for you so it's really tangible steps. Number one, you have to make sure you set up your Facebook pixel because that is what is going to capture and collect data for you for you to then be using it for retargeting and lookalike audiences later on. Then once the actual Facebook pixel is set up, what you want to do is you want to make sure the KPIs or key performance indicators are going to be as follows for the three days. On day one, you want to make sure that you actually get view content. For all of the ad sets that you have launched that do not get a view content at the end of day one, which is let's say 11.50 timeframe or 11 o'clock p.m. at night, then you want to turn off those ad sets. At the end of day two, if you do not get any add to carts of your product, you want to turn all of those ad sets off as well. And by the end of day three, if you do not get any purchases, then turn all of those ad sets that do not have any purchases. Essentially, what you'll notice is these three days rule because you're turning off these ad sets that do not meet your certain key performance indicators or your benchmarks. You're really trimming the fat here and not spending money where you don't need to be. One of the biggest things as a Facebook advertising or as a marketer is really understanding when you need to turn off ad sets and when you need to continue to actually scale or add more money. If you don't understand that, that's where, you know, as Jaden mentioned earlier, you're really going to waste a lot of advertising budget, but you won't realize you're going down that rabbit hole until later on when you realize you spent, oh, $2,000, $3,000, but you didn't even generate half the results that you wanted. So just understand understanding where to trim the fat and understanding the different key performance indicators when you do launch and what to do exactly afterwards. 
I love that. And really, just if you didn't catch all of that, watch it again or uh, watch it. <laughs> I mean, listen to it again. Um, but yeah, if you didn't catch that, listen to exactly what Melissa just said, because that's going to be super important. Those are going to be metrics you need to follow to a T every single time as you run ads, because that's how you're going to save money. And this is for every single time you launch a new ad. So whether you're spending $100 a day, whether you're spending $1,000 a day, or whether you're spending $10,000 a day, it doesn't really matter. Every new ad set, what's super important are following these metrics because these metrics are going to be pretty much set out for you whether or not you know that audience is going to work or that product is going to work. So you know, on top of the 3-day rule, I'm going to also kind of give you an actual strategy that you can start with because um, you know there's hundreds and hundreds and if not millions of different strategies out there and that's great, but which one actually works? So I kind of want to give you listening an actual proven strategy that's going to be great for you when you start out. So what you want to do here, I mean, this also follows the three-day rule as well. What you want to do um, is you want to have seven to 12 different ad sets that you're running for your product within the three days, okay? Now, these seven to 12 different audiences is entirely up to you depending on the capital that you want to spend. In the game of marketing, in the game of Facebook, um, the more you spend, the faster data you collect. So that's entirely up to you. So you have seven to 12 different ad sets. Each specific ad set has one specific key interest or audience. So if you are launching a beauty product, for example, you can have one audience of the 12 or seven it can be uh, specifically catered towards women ages 25 and 45 living in the core four countries, um, but the key interest of that audience is gonna be beautiful skin. Then a second asset can be, for example, natural skin. Then the third asset can be uh, the face shop, or the fourth asset can be glowing skin. And then you're gonna have seven to 12 different assets of one specific key interest or keyword. And then what you're going to do is the budget, you want to start your budget at least $5 per ad set. So you're looking to invest anywhere between uh, $35 if it's going to be your seven ad sets or uh, $60 for your 12 ad sets. So once again, the, you know, the amount of um, ad set depends on you in terms of your capital. But what you're doing essentially is you're collecting data at a very, very uh, low risk uh, amount away because the budget is very low. And here's a quick hack. And funny enough, because I actually shoot a lot of these videos here and I put on my Instagram at JadenVu, J-A-I-D-E-N-V-U. Um, so there's a lot of different Facebook strategies there. Um, but one of the strategies here of why you want to spend low budget um, is because with Facebook, they like to make money from you. I mean, that's how they run as an advertising platform. That's how they make billions and billions of dollars for people to spend more money. So when you spend a low budget, here's a quick hack for you. When you spend a low budget, Facebook initially will start pushing some good quality traffic here for you because they want to be able to kind of give you results so you can get a purchase. And then your initial response is probably going to be increase your budget. So that means you spend more money. Facebook makes more money. But when you increase your budget, they're actually going to send you less quality traffic because now they see that you've seen the quality traffic that you're going to raise your budget. So the reason why you want to run low budget is because A, it minimizes your risk, but also you want to capitalize on the quality of traffic they'll give you initially. So you would run that for three days. Um, and then if, you, if your product gets a purchase in the three days, that's where the fun begins. 
Here's one thing that we're also going to give you on top uh, as well in terms of that just initial uh, you know strategy. But if someone does get a purchase for any of the ad set, one of our favorite um, you know strategy to you know monetize and really take advantage of that is what Melissa duplication. So what is duplication? Yeah. So what you want to do really is think about it this way. You are getting a sale on an ad set. And what you want to do is start duplicating that ad set so you can hit other pockets of winning audiences for that exact same audience. Now, what that actually means is you're going to duplicate the actual interest that you are targeting into three or to five times. Um, and three to five times, why I say that is because it's dependent on your budget as well as what your return on your advertising spend actually shows you. So if you are above break even, meaning you are actually profitable, then we would recommend duplicating the ad set five times. If you are close to break even or you are a little bit unprofitable and that's okay as well because you have to remember when you were first starting, you have no data, so you do have to spend a little bit of money to actually get data first, then that's when you want to duplicate it three times instead. And from there, what you're really doing is you're building an infrastructure of a system that you can continue to get more audiences, get more scale, and then from there you can add more budget, but that's later on. I don't want to dive too much into the advanced ad strategies, but just understand what you're doing here is you're really building an infrastructure so you're able to scale on afterwards. I love that. And uh, if you're confused, it's like, why would I want to duplicate the same asset? That makes no sense. Why don't I just spend more money? So why is duplication a really good method? Well, Melissa, how does duplication work? And what is like really the theory behind a duplication? If, you know, for the person listening here today, they're just like, that makes no sense. Why would I want to kind of spend more money on the same audience when I can just raise the budget so I can reach more people? Yeah, that's a very good question. So when you are duplicating, and you have to remember, what we are doing here is we are using low budget ad spent for your different audiences. So let's say you are spending $5 on this one ad set that got a sale. When you are duplicating this ad set, what you are doing is you are trying to hit other pockets of the same audiences, but there is generally no overlap because you're only spending a very low budget, $5, $10, even 50, 20 to 100. When you are reaching a potential audience size of 5 million, 6 million, 7 million, with a $5 budget, you are not going to hit the same audience. But what you're doing here is you're really looking to see if there's other potential pockets of the same audience that are still interested in your product uh, to see if there's, you know, additional leverage that you can really refine on here. And I love that. And honestly, um, you know, these strategies, when we were learning at the time as well, I mean, the three of us, uh, myself, uh, Melissa and Christy, as we're doing our dropshipping, when we learned this strategy passed down by a mentor of ours, we were like completely blown away. I mean, we didn't really come from a marketing, um, you know, background initially when we started. But when we were taught this by our mentor and really much respect to our mentor that taught us these strategies um, that now we have adopted and kind of refined it, um, but it blew us away because we've never thought about duplicating something because it made no sense. But essentially, it's just like what Melissa said. You are just tapping into other pockets of audience because uh, Facebook works in a way where there's multiple different pockets for you to reach in. And the best way to think of it is because you're spending low budget ad set, let's just say you're targeting specific key interests. You're 
your total broad of audience that you can hit on, let's just say, a key interest of uh, going back to that you know, first initial example is beautiful skin. If you type in that specific key interest, you're actually going to see a whole broad of audience that you can uh, tap into about 320 million. So that means 320 million people are actively you know, engaging with the keyword beautiful skin. So with duplication, um, especially with a low budget, you're just tapping into more pockets of that because when you're running, if you're using our strategy here at $5, you're only being able to realistically have your ad shown to like 500 to 800 people max. So you're not going to hit 320 million, you know, literally within a couple of weeks, if probably not even months. So when you duplicate is you're just putting yourself in different pockets, you know, in that those different areas to target, you know, amongst that whole umbrella of 320 million. That's why duplication is so good, um, because you're going to find different pockets that work and different pockets that don't work. And you want to capitalize on the pockets that do work. So that's kind of like, you know, the mindset behind duplication. And honestly, once we learned that, we're completely blown away. Um, but that those are two of our strategies. That's how can you, you're really going to A, build better data, B, really get some purchases, C, it actually works, and also D, this is how you're going to scale. Um, because uh, in marketing, you always want to have at least two steps ahead. If you're doing, you know, just what pretty much strategies, you know, one by one by one, that's where you're going to fall behind because what the market's always trending, you want to be able to capitalize as much, as much momentum as you can. So having two steps ahead would be great. So that's what we're kind of touch base on. And a later episode, do tune back here, you know, every single week, but we are going to drop an episode talking more about, you know, uh, basic, but not so basic, but also advanced strategies to really help you, um, give you a roadmap exactly, you know, certain things you should avoid, also certain things you uh, should do when you're scaling and you are getting those purchases because it's great to understand the be beginnings and also the basics. But like when you're at 50 sales, like what the heck do you do? You can't use the same strategy because what's once worked, it's not going to work again for you, especially at a different stage as you advertise your product. But, um, you know, before we kind of wrap up here, uh, one one thing I do want to talk about, and Melissa kind of brought up as well, we kind of talk a later date, um, you know, the, the importance of using video ads and, you know, why not image ads. But when it comes to the game of advertising on Facebook, Instagram, what's really one key tip that we can give to the person listening today that's really going to help them win at advertising and not lose at it? As it relates to image or video ads? Just in general, because we've been doing it for a while. Like, what's one thing that pops in your mind? You're just like, I wish I knew this when I first started out and didn't have to spend tens and thousands of dollars to now know what to do. Yes, the content that works the best is video ads. And the reason why is because you have much more data that you're able to utilize later on, such as when you're retargeting people who have watched 30 seconds of your video, 50 seconds video, uh, 10 seconds and etc. Versus if you are using an image ad, it's going to take a lot more for you to be able to number one, capture their attention and display everything that a customer or a viewer needs to know in that one image, or even just for retargeting purposes later on, there's not much data points you're able to use in an image ad that mostly comes from when you have a video ad. The other thing is when you are using a video, you're able to showcase exactly what your product is able to do and how to use it and that's extremely important because when a customer or potential viewer just kind of looks at your image they don't understand how the product actually works um, but in a video you're able to showcase that across 
Yeah, I love that. So we we are going to dive more into that because you might be a little bit flustered here. It's like, oh my god, now I got to do you know video ads and on image ads. Um, and honestly, if you want to gear towards image ads, which we recommend stay away from, we tell all our students, like Melissa saying, to do only video ads. And kind of just piggyback off of that, and just kind of really touching on that is that image ads are not that great unless you have a mega brand. Um, you know, a lot of people know you. So, for example, if Apple advertised their, you know, new iPhone 13, for example, with image, people people are still going to buy. People already know it's Apple's Apple. Apple doesn't work have to work as hard because they already built that infrastructure. They've already built that brand. They've already spent their, um, you know, millions and millions of dollars and paid their dues. So, you know, Apple's credible now. So it doesn't really matter what they advertise. They got that going for them. But with, you know, most of the products that you guys are advertising, just like Melissa said, and we'll kind of break it down at a later um, episode here. So do make sure you tune back every single week. But, you know, with video ads, it's just like Melissa said, you're able to really demonstrate and really, um, you know, outline exactly how the product works at step by step. People like to be shown how something works. An image, you can't do that. You know, if you are selling, let's just say, for example, a massage gun, having the image of a massage gun is not going to be as, um, you know, beneficial as to really break down exactly, you know, how this massage gun works in a different scenario someone would use it. So using video ads is super important just from the customer's perspective, not just a data collecting perspective. So we would urge you to really use video ads, and we'll kind of break that down more later. Uh, but images don't really do you much justice. And really, you cannot collect a lot of data as you would with video. So coming from a data perspective and also coming from uh, you know, a customer's beneficial perspective, video always wins. But the one thing I want to throw out there is copy. Copy is also important. So if you're new to this term, copy is pretty much just a marketing language that you're going to advertise for your product. So if you ever come across advertisement, there's a certain way that you know things are being said and broken down. Um, and you know exactly what I mean because you, you've probably been advertised, right? Um, so what's really important with a copy is two key points a lot of people that don't understand and grasp, and that's why they don't get the purchases, that's why they don't get the clicks that they want, or it's just really expensive to get someone to click onto the ad and just pour uh, you know, metrics uh, across the board. So with copy, what you want to do, two you know, huge understanding when it comes to writing out your marketing language or your your copy for your product as you advertise is one, you know, features just tell but benefits sell. I'll say that again, features tell and benefits sell. No one cares about the features and functions about a product, how cool it is and that it's HD, et cetera, or that has three different levels or, you know, glows up at night. No one cares about that because no one buys that. You know, people buy benefits. You know, benefits are things that solves a problem. People only buy things if it solves a problem. So when you're running your copy, you want to be able to kind of list out the benefits of this product. Because if they're, able, if they're able to understand the benefits that solves the problem, they will buy. So that's the first thing you need to understand as one of the most, you know, important key elements when it comes to running your copy for your advertisement. And the second thing, uh, you know, amongst the important key elements, the second, you know, important key element here is to have emojis as like a visual uh, starter. So if you ever know it's really good copy that really just gets you to, you know, stare at it or read it, um, and it's mostly because the emojis acts as if like a sentence starter. So really good copies are the ones that have emojis, specific targeted emojis that make sense within that sentence, right? Like for example, you're not going to have an emoji um, of a shopping bag when you're talking about, you know, 
dogs, for example, you're selling a dog product. You would you would rather have a dog emoji or something. So being very specific in the emoji, but also more importantly, having that emoji be the sentence starter. So it'd be the first thing people see. So that way their eyes are drawn to the very left or the very starting of the sentence. So having emojis as being that sentence starter is going to be very crucial as opposed to just plain text because people like to see other things than just words. So those are the two key elements I want to drop here. Um, you know, just kind of relisting it again. It's just benefits that's what people care about and also emojis in your copy to act as a sentence starter so those are like two you know two things that you want to look out for videos not images uh, copy super important um, but to wrap up here uh, there Melissa let's talk about you know quickly what are some you know one or two mistakes that you really see a lot of people make when it comes to advertising on Facebook that we really want to help out the person listening here today so they don't do that same mistake, one or two. Well, the biggest one, as we kind of talked about earlier already, is just not having a strategy and understanding how Facebook actually works. So what Jaden mentioned earlier about watching the free Facebook blueprint that Facebook themselves give to you as a Facebook advertiser before you actually start advertising is something I would highly recommend that you do. And it's free and it doesn't take that much time. So definitely go ahead and do that. And the other piece of thing that you really need to understand is Facebook is really strict in their advertising. So to prevent your ad account getting banned or having your account getting restricted or even your ads getting taken down after you you launch them is read the Facebook community guidelines. That's not going to take you that long, maybe 15 minutes of your time, but it's going to save you a lot of headache rather than having to spend a lot of your time going to then trying to unban your account later on. I love that. And my quick tip um, in the, you know, layman terms in the game of marketing, if you market to everyone, you market to no one. Let me say that again real quick. If you market to everyone, you market to no one. So being able to really sit down and brainstorm that specific, you know, ideal group of people or that specific person you want to target is going to be the end all and be all whether you're going to succeed. So if you have a specific product, being able to tell whether you're going to target men or women, and if it's going to be men or a woman, that specific age, the demographic, and also specifically where they live, what they do for a living, things they engage with, you know. So if you're going to sell like a fitness product, being able to identify that you target, you know, millennials between the ages of 25 to 35 that live only in the United States and Canada, and that, you know, they engage with powerlifting, Lululemon, Gymshark, etc., being really specific in who you target is going to make all the difference because 80% of your revenue will come from the 20% of your selected audience. So that's super important to understand. So with that being said there, guys, those are our quick tips when it comes to, you know, A, choosing the specific platform, which is Facebook and Instagram in this case, um, for you to start out and also a couple of tips and strategies for you need that you can take away today to really get yourself into a position where you could be, you know, making at least $10,000 a month in drop shipping and also profitably. So everything we uh, just said here, Melissa and I have just been telling you, um, you know, our goal is to help you, you know, make that kind of money, but also more importantly, where you are doing it profitably. So tune into our next episode. We have a lot more coming. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, wish we believe you did as we dropped a ton of value. Support us by giving us a five-star rating. That's five stars, not three, not four, but five stars. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So please leave your comment below. And we'll be sure to get back to you. Take care and until next time. 